Yo, what up? It's your boy D-Knight, and you're listening to the Part of the Insurrection Podcast. Boy, oh boy, do we have yet another lovely pocket part and edition of the podcast for you today. I know you all are probably like, damn, when are Ty and Carol coming back? Like, I've been hearing your voice for like hours on end, like all week. Oh my God. And how could there possibly be this much news for you that they're, they're coming back? <laughs> uh, Carol was a little under the weather. But she's perked up, so she'll be back here soon, as well as Ty. Alas, you're stuck with me today, yet again. And before we get to the news, let's have a word from our sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. Uh, my friend and homie, Colin D. McIntosh, CEO of Sheets and Giggles, sent me these incredibly, wonderfully soft sheets. Uh, they're quite amazing. I recommend you pick up a set. Because if Trump had banged Stormy Daniels on a set of sheets from Sheets and Giggles, I believe Melania would have immediately forgiven him and all would have been well because she would have understood that at least Trump made the right life decision by having a set of sheets from Sheets and Giggles. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, we're actually going to cancel your sponsorship after that endorsement. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but make sure you pick up a set of sheets from SheetsAndKiggles.com. They have a number of other products as well, uh, like adjustable eucalyptus pillows, eucalyptus mattresses, comforters. They even have flannel throws for the wintertime. You can go ahead and get one of those in advance. Uh, make sure you're ready for and prepared for when the cold weather arrives. It is currently on discount, and if you'd like discounts for some other items, we have those available for you in the show notes at SheetsAndGiggles.com. And you can help support us by supporting our sponsor. All right, let's dig into some more of the news topics of the week. Republicans apparently are not just content with losing elections, but they want to lose a civil war as well. (laughs) It it seems like a number of prominent Republicans are out here uh, daydreaming about the possibility that because Donald Trump is being held accountable for his crimes along with his other co-conspirators that it's dividing the country to such a degree where we will end up taking up arms against one another uh, the way the North did the South back in the 1800s of course it's rather insane to imply that Donald Trump going to prison is nearly as divisive as I don't know fucking slavery Um, I'm offended by that bullshit, but alas, this is the argument these people are making and all that we can do is address the insanity and hope they move themselves off this nonsense. Uh, But let's hear from Georgia State Senator Colton Moore on his thoughts about the possibility of civil war breaking out in America and and I say the possibility, but more like his fever dreams, his wishful thinking, like he's got his fingers crossed hoping. Let's play the clip. We've got the legislative authority to call in the Supreme or the uh, state troopers and bring these people in. Right. I mean, I mean, and now that we've got 19 people who are facing the rest of their life in prison because they spoke out against an election. I mean, you know, I, I told one senator, I said, listen, I said, we've got to put our heads together and figure this out. We need to be taking action right now, because if we don't, our constituencies are going to be fighting it in the streets. Do you want a civil war? I don't want a civil war. I don't want to have to draw my rifle. Okay, he's fucking crazy. Rather insane rantings and ravings of a madman there. Uh, I don't even know where to start, uh, but I guess we can start with his claims that they have the legislative ability to order the state troopers to go and arrest federal prosecutors for 
people doing their fucking job. I mean, that's bonkers. I do believe uh, the state troopers are part of the executive branch of the state and the legislative branch has no ability to tell the state troopers what to do. Uh, Of course, there's also the fact that uh, by prosecuting Trump and other uh, related co-conspirators, that's part of Fonnie Willis's job. Like she's not committing a crime by indicting people through the normal channels available to a district attorney in Georgia. Like she followed the process. She collected evidence through the use of a grand jury. When she felt that evidence was sufficient enough to warrant an indictment, she had the grand jury proceed to cast a vote on numerous charges for a number of individuals. And that grand jury managed to find that the amount of evidence met the burden of probable cause and voted in favor of charges for 19 individuals, including former President Trump. And Trump and his co-conspirators will have the opportunity to present a legal defense in court. And if Willis is unable to meet her burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt, Trump and his co-conspirators won't go to jail. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like they haven't lost their freedom. This is a normal part of the criminal justice process. No one's abusing their office or abusing their powers or even making up facts for that matter. Uh, These people likely committed a number of crimes and they're being held accountable for that. And they will have the opportunity to perhaps defend themselves in court should they choose to plead not guilty. And if you've taken the time to look at the evidence at all, you would see in all likelihood Fonnie Willis is probably very close to proving beyond a reasonable doubt that these people engaged in a criminal conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election. Now, even if you are like super pro Trump, if you just take a look at the facts, maybe you feel like Trump isn't guilty of a crime, but you can't say the indictment isn't warranted. Like there's clear evidence that in all likelihood, these things were crimes, whether you feel that they actually were or not. And Trump will have the chance to argue that in court. But this dude, Colton Moore, presenting the idea that they should somehow order the state troopers to arrest the prosecutors on like with no factual basis whatsoever. That's what's totally fucking bonkers, like the nerve of these people. And then to suggest that that prosecuting Trump and his co-conspirators is somehow divisive for the country. No, sir. Trying to overturn the will of 81 plus million voters is fucking divisive. Like the people chose Joe Biden and a a criminal conspiracy to try and have those votes thrown out. That's fucking divisive. That's how you get your fucking civil war right there. Trying to criminally overturn uh, the election of a duly elected president of the United States. Not to mention the fact that you hear this dude fetishizing, grabbing his gun and running out to the streets and, and putting some bullets in people. Not because he thinks civil war is upon us, but because he's wishing civil war was upon us. And I mean, bro, I guess you can wish all you want, but 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 don't you remember you guys lost the civil war? <laughs> Sir, I hope you know the South will not rise again because we're the one with the fucking army. Biden's the president. The army responds to his command. Uh, you're in the South. You're a Republican. You like the Supreme Court. Y'all ain't got no army. What's your little fucking pea shooter going to do against some fighter jets? Get the fuck out of here. These people are insane. But you know, of course, Colton Moore wasn't the only one. No, 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 no. Of course, we had Sarah Palin jump on the Civil War bandwagon as well. 
do you have concern for for the country as I do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think uh, those who are conducting this travesty and uh, creating this two-tier system of justice, I I want to ask them, what the heck? Do do you want us to be in civil war? Because that's what's going to happen. We're not going to keep putting up with this. And Eric, I like that you suggested that we need to get angry. We do need to rise up and take our country back. Rise up and take our country back, you say? I mean, that does very much sound like the incitement to violence that riled up people to attack the Capitol on January 6th. You know, given that we've already had a previous experience uh, with mob violence in an attempt to have Republicans steal back the White House through the use of force, uh, you think people have learned their lesson, right? Well, clearly, with this kind of rhetoric, Uh, The intention isn't to make sure that doesn't happen again. The intention is to very well ensure that it does happen again. They want it to happen again. Like, can you imagine? Like, if this is the way they're openly talking about it in public, imagine what the fuck it is that they're saying in private. Like, imagine what the plotting, scheming, conniving GOP party who's pro-insurrection, pro-violence, pro-murdering your political opponents. Imagine what it is they're saying behind closed doors and the fact that like companies and corporations are donating money to these people is beyond insanity to me like what in the holy hell would you see in these people that you would deem worthy of your financial contribution like okay you won't lower taxes are you willing to end american democracy just to pay a little bit less in taxes hell you could say you can make up for the money you're taxed by just not giving to these fuckers Like, that would solve half the fucking problem right there. And do you think if these people who are clearly willing to destroy the tattered remains of our democracy so they can no longer be held accountable or be removed from office, do you think think these people are going to have a reasonable approach to the economy? Really? You think it's going to be capitalism for all? Hell no. The second they get in power, they're going to abuse their office and do everything they can to take your fucking money from you. It's not going to be free enterprise. There won't be an open market. This shit will be like fucking Russia. The guy at the top will be running a fucking scam where you have to turn over half your fucking money to him or he's going to take you the fuck out. I mean, these wealthy people are funding their own fucking doom. Swear to God. I guess they believe because they're rich and white, nothing bad will ever happen to them. And that's probably why they're so irate at Donald Trump facing criminal consequences. Like, hey, he's a rich white guy, wealthy, prominent white American. He's not supposed to be facing criminal charges. That's not how our legal system's supposed to work. When Sarah Palin is talking about a two-tiered system of justice there, uh, she's referring to the fact that in reality, wealthy white individuals typically aren't held accountable for their crimes, while poor Americans and black and brown Americans generally are overly prosecuted and overly incarcerated for even the most minor infractions. And somehow, by bringing some level of equality to the system, by holding a former president accountable for his criminal activity, that's that's somehow a travesty. Like things should remain as they have been. In her mind, fixing the system is breaking the system, and breaking the system is fixing the system and if you don't think civil war is on the mind of the entirety of the republican party i've got news for you we've got yet another clip for you uh this from 
Tucker Carlson's interview of Donald Trump that took place uh, during the GOP primary debate where Trump seems to be thoroughly frustrated with the RNC and Fox News both. So in his attempt to stick it to them, he refused to attend the debate and instead engaged in a bit of counter-programming by appearing on Tucker Carlson's Twitter show. <laughs> oh, that's that's actually insane when you think about it. As well as scheduling his arrest in Fulton County the day after so that he would swallow the entirety of the news coverage and drown out any coverage of the debate. Here's the clip from Tucker Carlson's interview of Trump concerning the potential for yet another insurrection slash civil war. Do you think we're moving towards civil war? There's tremendous passion and there's tremendous love. Uh, you know, January 6th was a very interesting day because they don't report it properly. People that were in that crowd that day, very small group of people went down there. And then you, there are a lot, of, a lot of scenarios that we can talk about. But people in that crowd said it was the most beautiful day they've ever experienced. There was love in that crowd. There was love and unity. I have never seen such spirit and such passion and such love. Holy forking shirt balls, he's on crack. What in the Wizard of Oz flying monkey fuck was that? I undersold the batshit crazy in that. Um, the people in the crowd that day said that it was the most beautiful day that they had ever experienced. Uh, police officers died that day. A woman got shot in the fucking head for trying to break into the House chambers and kill Congress. Um, they, they, they smeared literal shit on the wall, like actual feces on, on the walls of the Capitol. They fought cops for hours. There was tear gas. All, I, it, was in, it was utter insanity. What the fuck about that was beautiful, unless you're like pro overthrowing democracy. And to say there was love in the crowd, uh, that's absolutely asinine. I mean, unless you're referring to uh, the insurrectionists and their love for beating cops' heads in. Like, there's really no other way to look at it. He was absolutely correct about one thing, though. There was absolute unity in that crowd. They were unified in their attempts to break into the Capitol building and beat Congress to death in an attempt to return Donald Trump to power. They were unified in that. Definitely unified in that. And given that a number of them have been convicted for seditious conspiracy and recently sentenced, I feel like more people should be going to jail for a lot longer fucking time than that. But my God, this dude just has an incredibly ridiculous reinterpretation of reality. Just, it's insane. I mean, I just, to keep, continue to not only defend this, but say that it was fucking awesome. Let's do it again. More insurrection, please. Yay. And we just like, how do we continue to treat this like it's fucking normal? Like, how do we continue to let this dude go out here and say this insane stuff in public, like where we can all hear it and see it because there's video. You can easily look up the video and we just collectively shrug. I mean, I feel like that's going to be exhibit number one at his trial in D.C. when he's facing Jack Smith's prosecutors for his attempt to overturn the 2020 election. There you go. Trump on tape saying January 6th was great. 
like Tony the fucking Tiger, Insurrection is great. So there you go. You got the state senator in Georgia. You got Sarah Palin. You got uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, Trump himself. They're like, yay, civil war, civil war. Woo! Uh, again, I guess they've forgotten which side has the tanks. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I know you. I know you love your open carry laws, but but there's no fucking gun store where you can go get a tank or a fighter jet or a stealth bomber or napalm or an aircraft carrier or missiles idiots they're not about to start a civil war they're already out here crying about how everyone got locked up from January 6th and now they think uh, every call for violence is somehow a trap being set by the FBI even though the FBI ain't out here telling y'all to go engage in violence it's your own people's the people you look up to, right-wing media, and your fucking elected officials, and your former president, out here encouraging violence, and then y'all think the FBI is trying to trap y'all. No, just the people you elect are fucking morons. That's what it is. Ugh. Go ahead and try it, though. End up in prison like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. Good luck. But clearly, Republicans must be on the right track because their new rising star and young up-and-comer Vivek Ramaswamy uh, after his performance at the GOP debate where he was wildly uh, wildly praised by the right wing media the next day uh, received a shining endorsement from America's favorite mass murderer OJ Simpson because it's only fitting let's listen to the clip this morning I got up and I found myself watching Meet the Press they had the Vivek uh, Ramaswamy on I got a little problem with his uh, foreign affairs take you know, uh, that I, I saw in doing the debate, uh, but he's young. Uh, I honestly think if, uh, if this guy untie that knot, that for whatever reason uh, he has that associates him with some of these other uh, Republicans, if he just untie it, and if he um, got himself a, an experienced person to run with him, an experienced person, I would say, like Nikki Haley, somebody that knows foreign affairs, <laughs> this guy would have a chance. Holy shit, we're in the fucking twilight zone. <sighs> Here I was thinking that right-wing politics couldn't get any more insane, and I use the term politics loosely because it's clearly a cult. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, clearly who could have expected the most famous murderer in America endorsing the up-and-comer in the party of wanting a civil war. Never would have guessed that would happen. But in case you're wondering what exactly caught OJ's attention, well, here you go. I want to build on the foundation that Trump laid. Frankly, I will invite him as an advisor and a mentor. I don't want to relearn the same lessons. I want to pick up where he left off. Bro, he left off on a goddamn coup. That's why he's been indicted 4.5 times since leaving office. And you're like, yeah, more of that, please. The juice has clearly been drinking the Kool-Aid. Holy shit. I think the closer we get to Trump's criminal trials, the more likely it is that we see our own modern version of the white Bronco chase. It'll be Trump Force One rolling down the highway, being chased by law enforcement, but he'll never take off because his plane's too fucking crappy to make it into the air. Something like that. I'd also be totally unsurprised to find Melania lying around in a pool of blood 
uh, with Trump running around with gloves that don't fit. Not not because the gloves are, are too small, mind you, but because they're too big. Because <laughs> we've all seen his hands. <laughs> He'll be at trial like, if it doesn't fit, you bust a quit. Except the gloves will like swallow half his fucking arm. I'm sure that's not going to be the argument that gets him off. But really what I think OJ is doing here is is that he's acting out in jealousy. He's jealous of Trump because he knows the way that I know that Trump will break his record for the most watched criminal trial in the history of the world. And that concludes this episode of Pardon the Insurrection. <laughs>